You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2023 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that we are here at camp meeting. We can rub shoulders with people that we don't know. We can rub shoulders with people that we would like to get to know. And um, dear Lord, we invite your presence into this room just now. We want you in our homes. We want you in our hearts. We want you in our husband's hearts. And so we thank you for your promise of protection and for love, for patience, and just all of those good things that you know that we need in our marriages. Please be with us at this time, and we thank you in your precious and holy name. Amen. We're going to ask you to change slide, please. All right, Jane and Craig Harris. We have been married 39 years, but this July it will be 40 years. Unbelievable high school sweethearts. We graduated from Grand Ledge Academy, and um, I will tell you, I would marry him all over again. And Grand Ledge Academy was a good place to find a good man. That's where I met my husband, Sim, as well. So both Craig and Jane were there, and Sim and I were there, and we all met there. Um, but we've been married 43 years. What you're looking at is not a picture of us. It's a picture of a lock that we put on a structure in Mexico, a locks of love. And it says, forever locked in love, Ecclesiastics 4.12. And there is a picture of Sim and I putting it on the structure. So today, ladies, this is a challenge. So the 30-day challenge, you have only really two things to remember. Number one, don't say anything negative about your husband to him, to anyone else about him. Number two, tell your husband something you admire or appreciate about him and also say it to someone else about him. And better yet, when he's right there. Change slide. Oh, you did. Thank you. Um, we are basing this off a book, and so this is the 30-day challenge. These, um, anytime you see a green box, we ask that you read this with us. It's either going to be a verse or a quote from the book, and we're going to start with Proverbs 31, 11, and 12. So read along. The heart, heart of her of husband, husband trusts trust in her. her. And he, he will, will have, have no lack, lack of gain. She does, she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. So day one of the challenge is to voice your gratitude. So ladies, how many of you are amazed that you get to spend life with the husband God gave you? Out of 8 billion people in the world, he chose that husband for you. And if you are amazed, does he know that? Have you voiced your gratitude to him? Have you let him know how important he is to you? So one of the things that you can do, I'm going to read the Go Deeper, is one of the best opportunities to express your gratitude is first thing in the morning when you get up. How do you greet your husband each morning? 
What's the one way you can assure him of your love at the start of the day? Well, I'm going to share something that my husband, Sim, and I do. It, when we get up in the morning and we shower, and we've done this for years, and neither of us remember who started this, but we've done it for years. But <clears throat> we'll hop in the shower, and when we turn the shower off, the other one, no matter where they are in the house, hears the shower goes off and runs, 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 might be on a different level of the house, upstairs to hand the towel over the shower door so you don't have to get out and get cold. So we've done that for years and years and years. Also, if you don't make it to the shower in time and you're waiting there and they're not coming, there is a song we sing. And we sing loud. Of course, I can't sing right now, but you wouldn't want to hear it anyway. But I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It goes, where, oh, where are you tonight? Why did you leave me here all alone? I searched the world over. I thought I found true love. You met another and you were gone. So if we're not there to hand the towel, you'll hear the song and you'll run up because the song is being sung and hand the towel over. But we start each morning with love, laughter, and gratitude. Let your husband know that you appreciate him. All right, let's read this together. Lord Jesus, thank you for my husband. Give me the humility that's needed to notice evidence of your grace in his life. Thank you notes. You can go ahead and change the slide there. Let's read this first. Look for his servant's heart. Through love, serve one another. Galatians 5.13 Think of ways that you can thank your husband for his servant's heart. If you have children, involve them in this exercise and make gratitude a family core value. Write him a note or thank him in public. But most of all, ask the Lord to give you a grateful heart. And change the slide. Notes. Do plenty, plenty of notes. Now, I love to see my husband help the neighbors. Like, if it's snowing, it's funny because he tries to beat the neighbors and they try to beat us because we want to help each other in our neighborhood. So it's kind of fun to watch him get out there and, and he tries to get as much done as he can with a snowblower or shovel or, or whatever that is. And um, I think that's one of the blessings of marriage too, is when the two of you are doing these things together, that just enhances your marriage. And um, one of the other things that I love to do, and it's laundry day, when I'm folding his underwear once in a while, I'll tuck a note and then I roll it up. So some days he'll open a pair of underwear and oh, there goes a note coming out of his, his underwear. Just some fun, practical ways to surprise your husband. I love that. Um, when he's getting ready to go away for a couple of days, I love it that he goes into his t-shirt drawer, he pulls out one of his soft t-shirts and he sprays it with his cologne and then he lays it over my pillow and he covers it up. So sometimes when he leaves, like right away, I run upstairs and I'm like, yep, it's there. <laughs> and if he's gone for like two or three days, I have to spray it again. <laughs> 
But pray that the Lord will give you eyes to see those special things in your husband and that he'll give you that grateful heart. Slide change, please. Okay, let's read this together. Adjust your perspective and expectations. Only God can meet the deepest needs of your heart. Isn't that true? Go ahead and switch slides. Thank you. Okay, we're on day three. Cultivate patience towards your husband. The verse is Proverbs 16:32. Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And I love the Bible and how it tells you the answer to everything. If you're slow to anger, you can be better than the mighty. I love that. And he who rules the spirit than he who takes the city. So, you know, I don't really struggle a lot um, with reactions and emotions with patients, but I certainly am not a patient person. I don't know about you guys. But this particular um, day three challenge is about reacting to your husband, reacting to um, something that he's done, and you might need to tell him that he hasn't done it right, or you know, maybe there was a better way or reacting to his emotions. And so um, what I can tell you that we do like a lot of, my husband, and he knows I'm saying this about him, we did run this by our husbands, so when we share examples, we're not talking about them behind their backs. It was right in front of their face. So anyway, we, we told him about this, but when, when we're in the car together, he, he is a bit, just a bit of a road rage person. And so when a car pulls in front of him, he really believes that that car can hear what he's saying. You know, he, he believes that. And I'm like, I don't want to demean him and say, Sim, stop, they can't hear you. So I just say, oh, honey, it's okay. Did you see that person behind the wheel? It was a female. She's pregnant. She's in labor. Her water just broke. She's on the way to the hospital. Maybe we should escort her. And then it just lightens the mood, and he's like, fine, you know. But I make up a different story every time that he has a little bit of a road rage going on, and it just lightens the story, and we move on, and we don't even, he doesn't get upset. So that's how we handle it. So ladies, we want to treat our husbands the way we want, would want to be treated if he had to point something out in us. So just remember that when you're pointing things out to them, how do I want him to point things out to me if, if he sees errors in me? The Go Deeper says, adjust your perspective and expectations. Your ways and desires are not ultimate. God's are. And we love the Collinsworth family. There's a song called, His Ways Are Higher Than Mine. I don't know if you guys know it. Um, but I absolutely love it. It says, your ways are higher than mine. I want mountains to move. You want me to climb. So I'm going to trust your work, your will, and your time. Your ways are higher than mine. So yes, God's desires are ultimate. His ways are ultimate. Seek to know more of him so that your mind and heart will be shaped by him. Only God can meet the deepest needs of your heart. Even if your encouragement to your husband starts small, God can turn it to something more than you can ever imagine or think. Encouraging our husband in his work. 
All right, praise your husband's work. Let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands. Make it a point to thank your husband for his work. If this is an area of frustration in your marriage, it may be difficult to find ways to encourage your husband. Ask the Lord to show you specific qualities in your husband that you can honestly praise. You're going to see this a lot. Ask the Lord. Prayer is the most powerful thing that we can do for our husbands. And I am very, very thankful that I have a husband that prays. Back in 2000, we received a surprised call from the conference office that said, we have been watching your family for a few years, and we're going, what? <laughs> what do we do? We feel that the Lord is calling your family to the ministry. Well, at the time, my husband was working at Farm Bureau Insurance in Lansing, Michigan, and we began praying. We began talking to our daughters. They were older. They, one was academy. One was almost an academy. Long story short, we're talking and praying. Uh, Pastor Craig was up at Camp Asable at an elders retreat, and I was at home with our daughters. We were praying separately. And when he arrived home, we realized that the Lord spoke to us at the same moment on Sabbath, that yes, this is the way, walk ye in it. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a hard adjustment for us. And I have to say, within my heart, there was a lot of adjustment. I love financial security. Farm Bureau Insurance, the income was up here. <laughs> In ministry, there was a drop. And so I really, ladies, I really had to pray about this. But I'll tell you, the Lord knows what our eyes need to see. I saw him, I'm getting chills. <laughs> I saw the Lord working through my husband in mighty ways with the youth, with adults, people of all ages. And I said, Lord, I want to accept everything that you have to give our, our family. And so I'm so thankful to this day that, and I'm grateful where we are. We love the ministry. And I'm just so, so thankful for that. God will use your husband in so many beautiful ways. Pray for God's eyes. To be grateful for my husband's talents, the creativity, their honesty, and just being dependable. Ask the Lord to show you the specific qualities and talents, and he will show them to you. Thank you for changing the slide. Um, let's read this together. Christ would have to catch those sinful tendencies before they go from thoughts to words. Ask the Holy Spirit to guard your tongue. Okay, day five. What's on your tongue? Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the situation. 
That's what we want to do, right? Is build our husbands up. That it might give grace to those who hear. So we need to always try to not demean, not say things that would hurt. You know, we just have to watch our tongues. Everything we say, we need to treat our husband the way that we want to be treated, right? Now go deeper. Keep looking for ways to encourage your husband and pray that the Lord will do far more abundantly than we ask or think. Spend time today focusing on the words you use with your husband. I have to think about what I said before I came, you know? Um, what, did, what did we talk about today and what did I say to him? If you tend to use words that tear down, focus on confessing the sin to God before you say a word to your husband. First tell him the good you see in him. Then at the right time, And with the words of grace, address your concerns in such a way that your husband knows you're on his side. That is so important. We need to just treat him the way we want to be treated. And we know that it's better to bite your tongue than to eat your words. So um, if we can't say anything nice, what's the saying? Don't say it at all. Okay. Does your husband's creative side have something to teach you about the character of God? Oh, yes. Day six. (laughs) Whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. (laughs) Amen. Do you recognize and appreciate your husband's creativity? Or do you criticize and demean his efforts? Hmm, let's think about that. Instead of being negative, determine to be positive. Make his day by publicly praising his accomplishments while he is listening. Have you ever been through a renovation together? That's a learning experience, isn't it? It's a praying experience. Uh, We had been planning on doing our basement, refinishing it, and making it more livable space instead of just storage. And so we ordered some wood. Now I'll tell you, neither one of us had hardly used a saw, measuring tape, you know, this is like, but we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do this together. We were determined. This is the, Yes, this is the before picture. This was after we emptied and we had begun. And this is, well, the next photo is after much, much prayer, blood, sweat, and tears, tears, (laughs) but many friends helping us. There was much, much prayer. And um, We did, we just learned so much. And I just told Craig, I said, you amaze me. I said, you know, we started from scratch, but we did this together, you know, and we're like high five. And and it was just, you know, there's things that you just have to go through. And maybe it's hard, but you know what? Let the Lord go through it with you. And it can be beautiful. Okay, let's read this together. Bless my husband with a wise heart that longs to honor you with everything we own. Okay, day seven is united on the financial front. 
Now, ladies, our challenge today is not to strengthen our finances, it's to strengthen our marriages. But finances can rip good marriages apart, right? So we need to encourage our husband to lead in this area, and we need to know that he might make mistakes and that we should be praying for him. Now, my husband and I have a tiny struggle with finances, and it comes in that I love to give gifts. Lots of gifts to lots of people. <laughs> and so we, we struggle. I, he, I tell him all the time, he allowed me to have a gift room in the house. So I have a room with over 100 rolls of wrapping paper and boxes and gift bags and bows and presents. But you gotta buy presents, right? So if you have a gift room, that means you have to have presents. But I, I love gift giving. And he's like, I love that you love to gift give D, but I want to retire someday. <laughs> you know, so I get that. I get that. So we've compromised. So when it comes to financial uh, security, sometimes we need to come to a compromise. What he said is, I'm not asking you to give it up. I'm asking you to cut back. So I'm recognizing that he is asking me to do something. I've cut back. And he's recognizing that one of my love languages is gift giving. And he recognizes that in me. And so a lot of times our financial security is about compromise. So we have to be willing to give up some of the authority that I am buying gifts, maybe, and come to a compromise together with our husbands and be united on a financial front. It really does help strengthen the marriage when we can be united in this area. It can break it apart if we can't be. So this is really, really important. And if you're finding it difficult, just pray, pray, pray. Next slide, please. All right. Trust that even your darkest pain, God remains faithful and true. Ladies, I believe that our culture today excuses and even encourages unfaithfulness. Sometimes I feel like men are fighting a lonely battle to remain faithful to his marriage, to God, and just everything in general. Pray for your husband daily. You may be here today with a heart that's broken by your husband's unfaithfulness, and I'm very sorry for that. But we also need to be able to know how to go forward. We need to know who to go to, a trustworthy person. And if you go to MizdaFamily.org, there are a list of trusted counselors. It's also, I, isn't it in the booth too, Amy? There's a list of counselors, I think. Resource. Okay, perfect. So, mizdafamily.org, trusted counselors. As a wife, we can plant seeds of faithfulness in the heart of our husbands. I created a Pinterest board for my husband, and I titled it, Love You, Craig.
and that's the only page you're going to see. <laughs> but I tell you, it is wonderful to have things at your fingertips. If you have to write a quick note, if you see he comes home and he's really discouraged, hide a note on his toothbrush that he's going to find that evening or, you know, just figure out a way to be able to encourage him. A lot of times if something has happened at work, they come home and maybe it just continues at, at home. He needs prayer, he needs encouragement, just like if it was us. You know, we would want him to be there for us as well. Please tell your husband how you appreciate his integrity and his faithfulness. Our husbands are not the enemy, ladies. Satan is. And that's something that we really need to remember. The, um, sorry. <laughs> We've got to remember the real struggle in marriage is a spiritual one. Our husbands are not the enemy that Satan is. And so create a pin board, you know, do something that will remind you to give that gratitude to your husband and thank him for his integrity. All right, let's read this together. Lord Jesus, open my ears to truly hear my husband. Awaken my curiosity for all the unspoken treasures hidden in his heart and soul. Okay, day nine, take time to listen. When Jane and I divided up this book, I got all the odd, odd uh, chapters, and she got all the even. And it's funny how God works, because I don't listen very well. And so... Because we just I, decided this out of the blue. Yeah. You know, it, it was just... And every chapter I got, I'm like, hey... Oh, is that talking to me or what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, this it says, Be quick to hear and slow to speak, James 1.19. That I have a little bit of problem with. I love to finish my husband's sentences. And I'm still working on that one now. You know, I'm, I'll keep working on that. But we need to be, have good intentions and, and intentionally cultivate silence sometimes for our husband and not pellet him with questions and surrender our desire to speak, to hear and listen to them. You know, that's a hard one for me. I like my opinion, and I think everybody likes my opinion, but maybe he doesn't. So um, I, when I was young, when I was probably, I'd say 12, maybe 13, early teen, I went to some evangelistic series and <clears throat> I don't know if any of you are as old as I am, but it was uh, Pastor Spears and Joe Melashenko, and I don't know if you know those names, but they were giving some evangelist evangelistic series in Grand Rapids. And I went to those, and <clears throat> I'm talking with my friends. I'm sitting with all the young adults or young teens, and I'm just chit-chatting um, because everybody wants to hear my opinion. And so I'm just talking to them all, and... All of a sudden, I hear Pastor Spears say, He who hath ears, let him hear. And I'm like, did I just hear that? What is that? And I'm like, shh, 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 to my friends. Just, just. So I'd listen for a while. 
And I'm like, wow, he's really good. And then we'd start talking again. <clears throat> and then I'd hear it again. He who hath hear, ears, let him hear. And I'm like, huh? We need to listen. We need to listen. He must have said it five times per night, every night. And God had to get my attention somehow, I guess. But at the end of the series, I had given my heart to him and requested baptism. Now, I'd love to go back if they were ever recorded to hear if everybody heard that verse being said or if that was just special <laughs> to me. But God had to get my attention and have me silence a little bit so I could hear. And sometimes we need to just take time to listen. Our husbands need that. All right, let's read. We need to express our appreciation out loud. Our husbands need to know we value and we love them. You know, one of the things that first... Behold, you are beautiful, my beloved, truly delightful. Song of Solomon 1.16. Think about the things that first drew you to your husband. Was it his sense of humor? his kind eyes, maybe his love for the Lord, then write him a love letter telling him all the things that you appreciate and admire about him. And leave it on his pillow, the breakfast table, or somewhere else he'll be sure to find it, possibly even the steering wheel. <laughs> so he sees it before he heads off for work. Well, as I was going through some things at home, I found, this is hilarious, and you can tell how old it is. This is one of the Bible studies that we used when we were dating. Before you say I do, I don't even know if this is in print anymore, but as I was going through it, I'm like, you know what, I need to show this to Craig. And um, so I did, and so we sat there and we, we looked at it, and we're like, this is just really crazy, you know? And I was just thinking back, you know, my husband's or my, my parents divorced when I was seven. And so when I saw Craig's family, a unit of four, I wanted that in my marriage. And I remember my mother praying with me for a husband that loved Jesus. And so I continued that praying. So if you have, you know, your kids, pray with them. Pray for their mates that if it's meant for them to be married, pray for them now. Pray with them as they get older. And let them know that you are a praying mama or a praying grandma. And um, so I go home with him the first time as we're dating, and I see the four of them, a mom, and a dad, a sister, and I'm like, I just saw how the respect that he had for his parents. His sister, well, mm, <laughs> no, <laughs> she complains all the time he didn't treat her right. <laughs> but it's like, Lord, that's what I want. And so I prayed about it, and that is definitely an answer to prayer. And I, like I said earlier, I would marry him all over again. And there it is again, prayer. So keep that prayer coming. 
Okay, let's read this together. A wife showcases the heart of Jesus, his love, sacrifice, and humility when she willingly respects her husband. Day 11, the power of respect. Um, I think that each wife has to find something that they truly respect about their husband. If you sit and think about it, it's probably different for each one of us. Well, I knew when my respect for my husband grew exponentially, it was when years and years my husband worked out every morning. Uh, for a while it was with Craig, and then it, he got his own gym in the house, and he'd work out every single morning. I could not pinch an inch on his body anywhere. and. Um, I, I didn't mind that he did that. I thought it was really nice. But then, years ago, he decided that he would give up working out uh, to spend that time with God. And that made my respect for him grow exponentially. Um, it meant the world to me, actually, uh, the fact that he wanted to be closer to God and be a spiritual leader in the home the respect just grew so much. And the fact that I knew how badly he wanted to work out. And, you know, that was his time that he could because we're very busy in our local church with board meetings and things in the evenings. And so that was his time that he could work out. He was now saying, no, I'm giving it to God. And it made me just really, really respect him. So, ladies, I know that there's something that you respect about your husband. Think about it. Let him know that you respect that. I'm sad to say that my husband didn't know how much that meant to me until we shared what we were saying in the seminar. And I started crying when I shared that with him because it truly, truly meant the world to me. So don't be like me. Let him know that you respect him. Um, the one thing also, if you're going to respect him as a spiritual leader, um, I'll share with you some of the things that I did wrong. And that was because I'm not a patient person. We, I think we covered that. Um, I would, at sundown worship, when we had guests over, I'd go, oh, it's sundown. Here, let me grab a book. Everybody, sundown worship, sit around. I'd read the book, and then I'd have prayer. And I did that for many years because Sim isn't someone that's as much a planner or intuitive uh, to that, that it's time for sundown worship. And so it kind of struck me one time, you know, I'm kind of taking that over. I've got to be careful. So the next time we had company, I just did a test. I'm like, <clears throat> I went up to Sim and I said, honey, it's sundown. And he said, okay, let me grab something to read, and let's gather around. And he read and he prayed. And so we need to respect our husbands as spiritual leaders. We need to encourage them to be spiritual leaders. But if there's something that you respect about them, make sure you tell them. All right, don't give up, for at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing. Day 12, it's time for a heart check. Walk with all humility and gentleness, 
with patience, bearing with one another in love. Take some time to write down any changes that you've seen so far during this challenge, even if they are minuscule. They could be in your husband, or get this, or in you. Then verbally thank your husband for the things he is doing in your marriage and release him from any overly demanding expectations the Lord has shown you. Ladies, we can get into trouble <laughs> if we're expecting too much. It really should be part of our, our daily prayers. It's like, okay, Lord, just speak to me and then be quiet and just listen to what the Lord has to say. We can really, really learn and grow if we are seriously doing a heart check with Jesus. No man can be a godly man without God. We have to remember that we would not know what true love is without God. When we have God, we have peace in our marriage, we have good communication, we have determination to do God's will together, which is a powerful tool for our marriage. Slide change. Okay, ladies, my husband was super excited that I got this chapter. If you're looking at the slide, you'll know why. He's like, what are you going to say? <laughs> so let's read it together. God intended for marital intimacy to be a vibrant and regular expression of love. Sex is God's idea, his good gift for marriage. So I told him not to worry too much. Uh, day 13, don't settle for a passionless marriage. I am my beloved's and his desire is for me. Song of Solomon 7:10. So <clears throat> God did intend for marital intimacy. That was his intent. We need to communicate to our husband that we enjoy spending time with him and being with him. And we need to create quality time with our husband. You know, we talk about love languages. Physical touch could be one of your husband's love language, or yours. So we need to have that time together. Now, my husband and I decided years ago that we would take time to have a date night. And we decided it was going to be on Tuesdays because there was a $3 special downtown. Each of us could eat dinner for three bucks each. And so Tuesday night it was. And, oh, if you think... Um, you got a good meal for three bucks? You did not. So half of our fun was meeting at this restaurant after work, making fun of the food. But you know, it really was okay with me because I wasn't cooking and I wasn't doing the dishes. And I was spending time with the one I love, laughing, about, even if it was about the food, we were laughing and having a good time. Once we got done with dinner, we went home and we have a nice garden jet tub and we'd fill that with a bubble bath and hop in. We would also take time, like I love my feet massaged, 
So every Tuesday night, I knew I was getting a foot massage. And so we'd have foot and back massages. We spent some intimate time together, and we ended the night by going downstairs and watching our favorite singing TV show. And so we looked forward to our cheap date, six bucks. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be grandiose. It has to be that you're taking time for each other. Have some intimate time together that you can enjoy each other. And so it is very, very important that we do this. Our Go Deeper says, if you frequently shut down your husband's sexual advances, ask God to show you why you do this. Is it your work habits, your parenting habits, an unwillingness to make time for a date night? You might consider apologizing to your husband for any discouragement your rejection may have caused. Find a way to demonstrate your desire to your husband today, maybe with a romantic note, like we've talked about, or a long kiss after he gets home. You are both bound to stumble if you haven't done this, you know, for a long time, as you take steps towards a passionate marriage. So be prepared to give grace for missteps and mistakes. So ladies, this is one way you can put your feet in the water if you haven't been taking time for this, is by texting throughout the day. A good way to start this is by sending a flirtatious text to your hubby. Now, Jane and I gave this seminar at the women's retreat, and we had varying ages of people at the women's retreat, and we did it Sabbath morning, and Saturday night I had an older woman come to me and say, Dee, Dee look at my phone. I." I I sent this text to my husband, and it said something like, love you, baby, miss you, honey, <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point. And she said, look at his response. <laughs> and it said, coming to get you. <laughs> True story. So texting is fun. And it's a way to be flirtatious and get your feet wet. I look at the one that says, I love these jeans on you. It was back in the Farm Bureau days when my husband was working there. He came home one day and he goes, man, I was in the elevator and there was two ladies that told me I had a cute butt. And I go, what? <laughs> I'd be going to work with So them. you better believe he started hearing that from me. <laughs> But it's really fun. If you look up on Pinterest, they have lists of things, you know, that, that you can send to your husband. I believe. Don't we have a handout here? Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. we, we have a handout with text If messages. you don't have ideas, you do now. We have our two handouts is the text messages, and then the other one is prayers for your husband. Okay, next slide. All right, let's read. Consider all the ways a man can show integrity and praise your husband for one of these attributes he displays. A man of integrity. We're not going through all of the days. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Whoever walks in integrity walks securely. 
but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. Pray regularly for your husband's sense of integrity, that he would be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in all ways. As you have the opportunity, and as it is appropriate, share examples of your husband's honesty and integrity with others. And I'll add, while he's there. In particular, if you have children, point out his integrity to them. Make that a teaching moment. Your prayers and words will serve to strengthen him. And I'll also add the children as well. So this is one of the things, you can change the slide. This is one of the things that I did as I downloaded the app Praying Wives Club. There's, there's like two or three out there, different apps, where a prayer will come on your phone every single day. Sometimes I'll make a screenshot, and then I'll pretty it up, and then I'll send it to Craig. And, um, you know, it just depends on what the prayer is, and I don't do it every day, but that's something that you can do for your husband every single day if you want. Okay, let's say this together. If your husband isn't pursuing God or leading spiritually, turn to the Lord and trust him to work in your husband's heart. Again, so much of this is about prayer, praying for your husband. Day 15, we're halfway through the challenge. As Jane said, don't worry, we're not going <laughs> much farther. But um, day 15 is his pursuit of God. Is your husband pursuing God? 2 Peter 3.18, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We both need to be growing in Christ, don't we? All of us do. We both need to pursue God. And if we are, it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm going to kind of skip over everything because I want to talk to you about when a couple pursues God together, some of the fun things that can happen. Sim and I um, <clears throat> took a trip where we decided, it was a romantic trip, but we decided ahead of the trip, we wanted to pursue sharing or witnessing for God. And so because of it, we took all kinds of literature on the trip and we made a decision that this is what we were gonna do. So God opened so many, so many doors for us. If you can see in the lower corner, it says happy anniversary on our door. This was our 40th anniversary, and we went to Mexico, and we were able to witness to, in, right in the registration uh, area to someone called No Way, because he said, what are you here for? Well, we're here for our 40th anniversary. And he said, no way. But truly, he did. And then we got to meet him, and he said, wow, I need to, because he said, how did you make it? And we said, well, you know, Christ is the center of our marriage. And then he said, I need to come back to God. I need to get closer to God. We were able to give him material. Israel was someone who brought us drinks on the beach, and he'd say, pass by us and go, no alcohol. And we're like, right? And he would make us special drinks. And he had a youth group, he said. I can tell you're Christians, and I got a youth group, and I have nothing to share with them. We said, oh, we can hook you up with that. So we were able to give him material to share with his youth group. And then 
Carlos sold us a, a wonderful couple's massage with hydrotherapy. And we wanted the best package because we had received money for our 40th anniversary. And he said, oh, 40 years, how'd you, again, same story. Christ is the center of our marriage. And they're like, wow, I've gone away from God. I need to come back. We were able to share material with him. And you know, ladies, a lot of these people, you think when you'd see them, they'd run from you after you shared. They ran to us all week. It was a wonderful experience. Caesar took us downtown Mexico, and he was very silent. He didn't say anything until God caused us to stand still in traffic. And then all of a sudden, he started opening up. What are you here for? Oh, our 40th anniversary. Oh, I just got divorced. How did you make it 40 years? And we're like, well, God is the center of our marriage. We both love him, and we want to serve him. And so there's three in our marriage. And he's like, I need, needed to have God stay in my marriage. And I'm, by the time we got back, he asked us to take a picture of his badge to continue praying for him. And he was going to try to get back with his wife, reconcile, asking her if they could put God in their marriage. So, ladies, when you work together, Marisol was our maid. We left her notes every day. We left her material and money. You don't ever just give them material. You give them good tips. And we gained the respect of these people. Hopefully, we shared enough of Jesus with them that they desired to have Jesus in their life again. So real quick, I know our time is running short because we started late, but I love this, what we do on vacation. When you're on vacations, um, one of our favorite things to do is reading the same book on the beach. And after each chapter, we go, oh, did you read that? Oh, and you know, Sim would say, I'm not there yet. Don't tell me, you know. But we love talking about the books that we're reading at the same time. And the Titanic's Less Hero, we accidentally bought two copies. So we started with that. And <clears throat> we love the story about John Harper. It's inspirational. So this is a great, when you're done reading any of these books, you're inspired to be a better person. The next trip, we bought two books of Beyond the Veil. And the last trip we took, we bought two, two books of Saving My Assassin. I would recommend any of these books. They'd be interesting to both men and women. And they're great to sit and talk to your husband about after you've read them. Next slide. And just remember, ladies, you can serve with your husband right in your own neighborhood. Trips are absolutely beautiful, and I think it's a must when we're heading to an anniversary. I think it makes it very special. But let's, do we know our neighbors? Do we know them well enough? to say, I want to pray for you if you're going into surgery. Really pray about how you can reach out to them and be missionaries as husband and wife in your own community. All right, let's read this together. When you find it hard to see your husband as a dear companion, stop looking at him and start looking at what Christ has done for you. The Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. 
Seek your husband as your life companion. Share little things and big news with him first. Make a point of planning time together, whether through an outing or time alone together at home, or join him in activities he enjoys. Affirm the ways that he is your best friend and how you are happy God has given him to you as your life companion. Now, Craig is really into sports, not so much as he used to, but when we were first married, he loved sports. And so, get this, for our 10th anniversary, we're going to a Detroit Red Wings game. Yay! <laughs> Can we please? And I'm like, sure, yeah. because we also went to a, a play. Yeah. That was my part. The Detroit Red Wings was his part. And so we had each something that we loved, and um, we get into this game, and I'm like cheering the team on, and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but I'm like cheering them on, and then pretty soon I'm like looking at the score, and I'm looking at the other team, and I'm like, oh, I gotta cheer those people on, you know? <laughs> so I'm like cheering for both teams and everything, and then pretty soon I see the gentleman behind us lean up to Craig, and he goes, her first time, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but do things that he loves, even if you don't know a whole lot about it, because that makes them happy. So we were in Florida in February, and we were sitting in a Wendy's. This is where this photo was taken. And I looked at that wall, and I love pretty things, and I love wood. And I looked at that wall. We're the only ones in the outdoor patio. And I said, Craig, we got to move these chairs and tables apart, and we got to get a photo. And he goes, you got to be kidding me. And I go, no, really, we've got to do this, and let's make it fun. So we did. And I said, thank you, honey. <laughs> if I can go to a game with you, you can do something silly with me. So be silly with your husband. It does make a difference. Okay, let's read together. We have hope because God promises to give wisdom to the one who lacks it and asks for it with faith. Now, I love Proverbs. I don't know about you guys, but I love Proverbs. Day 17, the home that wisdom builds. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Again, the Bible tells us how to be wise. Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I love this. And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. It said, remember that woman's godly wisdom is shown by her conduct and actions rather than just her speech. Be intentional in building up your husband with wise, Christ-like service. So we need to ask for wisdom. We need to know that God is willing to give it to those who ask. It's, and I love Proverbs 3.13 that says, happy is he who finds wisdom and gains understanding. Again, so if we find wisdom, we gain understanding. And wow, that is so awesome to have both. And the things you desire, rubies, gold, and silver, cannot compare. So let's ask for wisdom in the way we treat our husband, the way we treat our marriage, and the way we live. All right, do more than simply partner with your husband in the work assigned to you. Enjoy him. A joyful heart is good medicine. Do something fun. 
Think of something lighthearted for you and your husband to do. Fly a kite, go for a bike ride, watch a funny movie, make silly faces, whatever you can think of to do to enjoy your husband today. Well, back quite a few years ago, our husband simply surprised us. And how did that all take place, Dee? Well, you can tell by the picture, it was many, many years ago. <laughs> but um, it started a lot of fun times. Um, our husbands, we were both going to Charlotte uh, Church, and our husbands, after church, said, girls, come get in this one car. And we both had children, and we're like, what about the kids? Oh, we've Where got them the taken. Kids? They're all taken care of. We're like, huh? But so they told us where to sit. And when we opened our door, there was a rose on each of our seats. And we're like, ooh, what's happening here? You know? So we both got in and we're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> and they go, we're going away for the night. And we go, well, what do we pack? Well, we packed for you. For you. And we're like, that's a little scary. Are there any clothes in there? <laughs> we're like, yay, what am I wearing? <clears throat> so they ended up taking us to not, a hotel not too far away. And talk about low budget. It was a really low budget date. It was so much fun, though. We came to this hotel, and they had bought a night hotel in Lansing, which is about 20 minutes from where we live lived and um they said tonight we're going out and we're going to a comedy show this is back when comedy was clean, clean. and they said we're going to a comedy show and karaoke and we're like okay i said okay and i'm like <laughs> yay i don't sing but but we had fun we had fun we went and we ordered what french fries and pop Right? Yep, that's it. That was our dinner. And it was good, I guess. I don't remember, remember real well. But we went through the comedy part, and then they brought up the karaoke part. And <clears throat> we all looked at each other, and two of us sing and two of us don't. And so my husband and Jean sings, and Craig and I really don't. So we're like, let's do it. We go, okay. So all four of us get up. And Jane and Sim start singing the hokey pokey, and Craig and I turned ourselves about. <laughs> That's what it's all about, ladies. We had so much fun. fun. We had a ball. And then went back next for a romantic one. evening in the hotel and home the next day. But it started Jane and I going, what are we going to do for them? Mm -hmm. So it started a whole series of events. Right. So we decided to just do a it was in the middle of winter, so we give the guys a note, come to the garage, Simondi's garage, you'll have instructions. So we set up the whole basement like a beach. At the time, I had a sun lamp in our home. So after Craig left, I'm like hauling that baby up the stairs, and I'm like sticking it in my car, and we created this beach in their basement, and they it was had so much golf, fun. What did had... we do with the beach ball? Oh yeah, the beach balls, again, the, the key that we want to show you ladies isn't what, what we did, but what you can do inexpensively. Yes. And so... Be the, creative. We didn't yes. have money to take the guys anywhere. We didn't have a lot of money for gifts. So the beach balls, 
they had to pop and inside was their gift and it was a note that said this is good for a trip to Muskegon a water, park. water Park. Yeah, we went to Muskegon to the water park and for, in the summer because this is Valentine's Day. So we were kind of giving them an IOU for their gift, but they had so much fun they didn't realize it. We just had a ball together. We had Beach Boys playing when they came down. They were shivering. They had to get dressed in the garage. The cold garage. We said, here's your bag. There was a note. Here's your bag. Put these on before you come down. So they had to get on their swimsuits and come down from the garage. But they played along so well, and we had such a good time. We had a picnic, and we had the sun lamp and the, the wood yeah. stove going. And so we they had a popped great the time. beach ball, and we it was later so that we were able to save money Switch for line. the next thing to do. So the next thing so was just the water, think about it. water park date That's was right. the next thing. Yeah. So we got a hotel in Muskegon when we took them and we got there early, Jane and I, and ran upstairs and put sparkling juice in the ice bucket with little balloons that said, I love you, and <clears throat> had that waiting for them before they got there. So it made that special as well. Next slide. Then, yeah, there was this. Calendar girls. Like I said, be creative. So you can see the year says 1992. We took a camera all over Charlotte. This was We went to parks. We went to a small little beach. And we had how many photos? We, it was we hilarious. Had, we took 500 pictures on rolls of film. Well, it takes a while to get good photos. You know, especially know. me. <laughs> Jane can just look at the camera and she's got it. She just it has these sultry looks. No, and she'd say, D, look sultry. And I'd. <laughs> and she goes, okay, D, wipe that face. <laughs> Let's start, start again. <laughs> and so I'd be like, and she's like, no. <laughs> but we just had so much fun. We dropped the kids off at school and we would just do photo shoots. So have, you do something fun with your friends for your husbands. And I think the funniest part of this story is taking it to the printing shop. It was. No one had done, no calendars. One had done calendars prior to that. No. I mean, they're mm -hmm. like, you want one calendar, not a hundred printed? We want one. This is for our husbands. And yeah, so they're like, well, we've never done this before. Four, but okay. So when we went to pick them up, there was like this line of people that wanted to see our calendars. And we're like, oh, okay. You know, we made them, we made them clean, you know. Um, my husband hung his in his office. Funny though, January 1 the next year, a salesman showed up and said, I came to see what January looked like. <laughs> And he's like, wait, 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 my wife is too creative to do it two times in a row. <laughs> no. So have fun, do special things. When our husbands opened them, typically we give our best Christmas gift last. And so when I, I gave this to Sim, you know, he expected something big and wonderful, I think, you know. And he opened it and he goes, oh, a calendar. <gasps> it's you. And I'm like, yes. And he absolutely loved it, called Craig, and they had to talk about their calendars. That's right. It was wonderful. So have fun. 
Okay, let's go on. This is our last one we're covering, ladies. Hang in there. My beloved is radiant and ruddy. Ruddy or ruddy, we haven't decided yet. But it's the way you look, kind of weathered. Distinguished among 10,000. Song of Solomon 5.10. So, ladies, we need to let our husbands know that we're attracted to him. That his physical characteristics are attractive to us. Now, the first time I met Sim, he was wearing mirrored sunglasses. And I didn't like mirrored sunglasses because where are they looking? You can't see. And he was wearing a shirt, special shirt. It said halitosis, which is bad breath, is better than no breath at all. And I thought, I don't know if I like this guy. You know, I'm And I was introduced to him, and he knew I was coming to his school that fall. And I was introduced to him at camp meeting. And I'm like, eh, you know, mirrored sunglasses, halitote. Now, now, mark that one off. And so I came to school, and everything that he did was so kind. He showed up in every one of my classes. He had signed up for every one of my classes. We had a handshake. And you had to guess who you were, one of the students, by yes or no questions. Surprise, surprise, I was Sim Clements, and he was D. Hall. He had arranged that with the SA president, knowing I was starting his school. Kind of of weird, I thought. Well, how's this going on? But he, he just started killing me with kindness. I had no idea when it was raining and you're standing at a corn roast, if you get in front of the fire and if somebody gets behind you, you don't get wet. They get soaked, though. He did that second week of school. He just killed me with kindness. I found him so attractive, I'm telling you. I was like, I love this man. And so if you don't find your husband attractive, pray to God about that. Ask him to give you that desire for him and to let you need to let him know that you find him attractive. And so, ladies... Last slide, if you're interested in getting the rest of the chapters, this book is sold on Amazon for $8. We're not promoting it for sales or anything, but we found a lot of good information in it. So if you're interested, sold on Amazon for $8. Let's go ahead and stand for prayer. And I'm actually going to read a prayer out of the book. So let's bow our heads. Dear God, You are our good Father. Thank you for adopting us into your family, sustaining us with your grace, and providing faithfully. Thank you for my husband and the ways he reflects your love as a father. Help him cling to you and help me support him and submit to his leadership. Dear Lord, I just want to add Please put a hedge around each of our marriages. We want to go to heaven together with you. We love you and we thank you in your precious and holy name. Amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio2023 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcast.